Hi, hello, welcome to Spirit Led Women. I'm your host, Katie Coverline, and I hope after today's episode, you are so freaking inspired, girl, and on fire to go build your business and your life with the Holy Spirit as the foundation. Let's dive right in. Hi, my loves. I just wanted to give you a 10 minute little biblical pep talk because if you are listening to this, you are most likely out on the grind on the gram, okay? And it is rough out here guarding our eyes and guarding our hearts. I say that over and over and over because just as quickly as we can absorb God's word and we're in worship music and we're having such beautiful time with Jesus, it can get snatched so easily and quickly if it is not deeply rooted. And this is why it's so important to be steadfast in his word. And sometimes I believe we look at these Bible verses or we see other people post them or wear them or we see them on Pinterest and we get a little encouraged, but this Bible is living water. So, you know, I got it tattered on me for such a time as this because I want to be reminded every time that I am struggling with something, that I am facing storms, facing adversity, I remind myself, I tell myself, I declare over myself that I am created for such a time as this, that I am chosen and that I am anointed for such a time as this. And I want you to kick up your biblical affirmations a notch and I want you to ditch the worldly like you can tell yourself you're beautiful and that's great but I'm saying when you start speaking I am chosen I am anointed I am called for such a time as this I may not be where I want but the Lord has purposely positioned and he is using every heartbreak every disappointment every adversity for my good and he is going to turn all of the things I walked through into a beautiful testimony. When you start declaring these things over yourself, I'm telling you, one, get ready for war because if you want more Jesus in your life, the enemy does not like that. And I tell women all the time when they start reading their Bible, I'm like, be prepared for the enemy to come knocking at your door because the Bible says he is a roaring lion and he is on the prowl. So I I have read through Colossians on a couple of my episodes before, but let's be honest, you probably listen five or six months ago and you forgot that Bible verse and I want to touch on a couple things because I think it's very important especially for those of you who are building on the gram and you're building on TikTok you guys we can we can get addicted to our phones and we can start to look at our phone as idols and one thing that I read in Bob Goff's book called Undistracted it changed my life he said are you picking up your phone more than you're picking up your kids. And that was like, wow, for me, because I can't serve two masters. And yes, I love getting on social media and being on there and being, you know, active with building and creating because that can be ministry for me. I love preaching the gospel on Instagram. Is it popular? No, but I love it. It brings me fulfillment. It brings me joy. But the more that I am focusing on my work, I, I feel like I can look at my phone as an idol versus what is really present and what matters in my life. And that's why I'm very big in network marketing, especially a balance. I have 
um, time limits on my Instagram and my TikTok and my Facebook Messenger, and I try to not go over those limits. I want to value the time that I'm spending on social media because my worst nightmare is like spiritually starving. Like I could be, I, I never want to get to the end of my day and have my screen time so high and my joy low, my fulfillment low, the Bible time and book time with my kids low, dressing up Barbie, like all of those things, that is what makes up a life. Instagram will tell you that you gotta have a bigger this and like once you hit this and you achieve this and this, it's a never ending game of more, okay? And in Colossians, first off, y'all, I love Paul. Like I cannot wait to meet that man one day because he is full of wisdom, okay? And I love this. I've said this before, but I'm just going to say it because I'm bold and anything that is the new age beliefs of you get on TikTok and it's tarot cards and all of these things that connect you in the spiritual realm. I want to I want to read to you what Paul says about that, okay? It says these are a shadow these are a shadow of what was to come. The substance is Christ. Let no one condemn you by delighting in aesthetic practices and the worship of angels claiming access to a visionary realm. Such people are inflated by empty notions of their unspiritual minds. He even goes on to say these things are demonic. And I'm telling you, like, TikTok knows that all of my hashtags are Christian talk, faith talk. And I'm like, why do these things pop up? And it can hurt my heart. But once again, Jesus is like, are you trying to be popular and trendy or are you trying to save souls? And I saw this um, TikTok today and it was like, imagine getting to heaven and Jesus saying, I have a bunch of people waiting on you. A bunch of people have been ready to meet you here. And I, when I get to the end of my life, I know my podcasts are all over the place. Half of y'all are driving to work and you're going to get the Bible. You're going to get biz tips. You're going to get all of it. I need you to just roll with it. Okay. Pretend like you are right here with me in my bedroom, reading the Bible and we're vibing. I want to get to the end of my life and be like, I brought a lot of people to Jesus. Yes, I have financial goals. Yes, I have things that I want to do for my parents. I have lots of big dreams. But if those dreams become more important than my love for serving God's people, I, I'm, I, I'm not serving Jesus. I'm just serving my dream and I can't afford to live my life that way because if it fills my bank account, but it doesn't fill you know, God's plan for my life. Like what empty life is that? It might've looked really cool, right? So that's why I love using my passion for building the kingdom in my network marketing business. And I want you to really take hold of God can call you to be in ministry. Ministry starts at home. Your disciples, your biggest disciples are at your kitchen table. You know what I mean? Your biggest disciples are the people who hop on your Facebook lives, hop on your TikToks, hop on your Instagrams, hear you talk. And if we are just leading people to worldly pleasures, we're going to get to the end of our life and say, well, I, I might have built a lot of big bank accounts, but are, are any of them running to the throne room? Are any of them running to the feet of Jesus when they're walking through divorce and, you know, maybe life hits and they're not in a season of abundance and they're struggling in their finances? Are they going to run to depression? Or are they going to run to the throne room? And that's what I want you to sit on is everything that we do should be creating a bridge for people to find Jesus. Lisa Harper said that and that's literally my life motto. She's my best friend. She just doesn't know it yet. And I'm going to go down here. 
Um, and it says, and, and we're in Colossians, and this is Paul. And it says, so if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on things above. And how many of us are doing that or are our minds constantly set on, I got to do this. I got to achieve this. I got to get here. Like we're so wrapped up in routine and wrapped up in comparison. And listen, I am like living a life when people ask me, well, what season are you in? What's your word? Undistracted. That's the word I am striving for every single day, not to be known, not to be seen, not to be respected on the gram or in, in the, in the gifts that I have or the work that I do. I mean, that's, that's a plus, but it is to live an undistracted life. I cannot afford to get distracted by storms, unexpected defeat, unexpected crisis, adversity. Y'all, when I read, we are weak. Do y'all know that? When when you read, um, I don't know where it's at. I read it. It, it, it was Paul and you know, his steadfast love for Christ. And he was literally, he would get stoned. There was a time where his ship wrecked in the middle of the ocean. And this man had the audacity to wake up and walk. Okay. He didn't have a little car to hop in, go get gas and go to a cozy little church with air conditioning and heating and talk to people. This man woke up and went and preached in the wilderness, preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, because that was his mission. And some of I'm like, your family member doesn't believe, so you don't want to post to offend them? That is a very, very (coughs) sad excuse to meet Jesus one day and say, I was just too scared of what people would think. I want to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. I cannot imagine looking Jesus, and I have a picture of Jesus in my office. It's him and the the woman at the well. And I can't imagine him looking at me and saying, I had so much for you. I had so much joy, so much abundance, so many businesses, so many people that were tied to your obedience. One of my best friends taught me this. She said, people are tied to your obedience and they're also tied to your disobedience. I can't afford to be distracted and get thrown off course of who I'm becoming. And listen, the more you grow in Jesus, I truly, truly believe he will cut off those dead branches of people in your life who are no longer allowed to go in your next season. They just have to watch you. They can't sit with you. And you have to understand it is okay sometimes to walk through seasons where you sit alone. Someone needs to know that you don't have to have a big table full of people. I would rather be sitting alone with Jesus than a bunch of people who I don't really know are for me. And when I, I I get so much boldness because I look at this woman in the picture, the woman at the well, and I believe it's in John 4, and how Jesus has, he used women so much for his mission. He, I mean, he first said, I am the Messiah. He announced himself as the Messiah to a woman, you know, and you look at people like Mary Magdalene and you guys, those women, like we are the modern day women that get to show people who Jesus is. And it's like, if we were on fire, like the woman who ran off from the well and ran down to her, you know, her nation and 
her area of living and told everyone, I met a man and he knew everything about me. If we were that on fire, how much of an impact could we have on our family and our Facebook and our Instagram and those connected to us, right? We get so distracted by wanting to be seen, by wanting to be trendy, by wanting to be accepted. And um, y- y'all, my boy Paul, he don't have nothing in here. And I'm sure if Paul was here right now, he'd be like, Galatians 1.10, girlfriend, Galatians 1.10, you cannot be a servant of Christ and people please. He literally says, I have it. Uh, I'll pull up Galatians in a second. Galatians 1.10, it says, for am I now trying to persuade people or God? Am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. You cannot be a servant of Christ and people please at the same time. And one of my favorite things about Paul is he, Paul's story, he, it was redemptive. Paul was called by grace over and over and over again. The Bible, Paul talks about grace, sufficient grace. His grace is sufficient for you. And I just need someone to know that whatever storm you're walking through, you are called for such a time as this. And I promise you, you might not know why you're walking through it. You might be angry, but God, I believe tears are are a prayer to Jesus, right? And... I could sit here and quote scripture to you all day long, but if this scripture does not get engraved in your heart and it is snatched up by the enemy, y'all, and I'm telling you, he is not afraid of the woman who's doing tarot cards right now because she's in a contract with him. She just doesn't know it, right? He's afraid of the women who are opening up their Bibles and drinking their coffee before their kids wake up because he knows that the Holy, that you know that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. I want to make that very clear. I'm not giving myself the credit. I'm giving Jesus the credit because my body is a temple. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me. And when I wake up and I am anointing my home and I am praying over my children, the best thing you can do for your children is go to war on your knees. That is the best thing you can do for your family and your marriage. It is not to, oh, well, I got to go make a reel about my all these things. Yes, use your gifts. Have fun on the internet. It is my full-time income for the last half decade. I get it. But I also know if that is all that I am doing is being seen for who I am and not being seen for pointing people to Jesus, I really have to reevaluate my life. So we're just going to end on a couple Bible verses. And once again, this is from Paul, okay? And I'm just going to read you a couple things because sometimes a Bible verse can be engraved in your heart and it can carry you through seasons. Um, And this is Paul talking and we're now in Corinthians. And this is chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, I urge you to intimidate me, okay? Not intimidate the modern day celebrity, not intimidate, you know, um, the, the reality, all these things that we think we're supposed to look like and become and do, Paul says, I urge you to intimidate me, right? Because he was a servant of Jesus. And I love this too, because sometimes we can get cocky about our gifts, or if you're in a season of abundance, you might think, oh, well, I, I don't need God. No, baby, you, he is the God of the hills and valleys. And up here, it talks about humility and it says, for what makes you so superior? What do you have that you didn't receive it? In fact, you did receive it. Why do you boast as if you haven't received it? You are already full. You are already rich. Oh my gosh. I literally love Paul so much. I've probably read this before, but you need to hear it again. Um, ooh, this is a good one. 
Oh, so when he was preaching, um, I'm not sure who he was preaching to because I'm all over the place. I'm in Corinthians now in my Bible. But he says, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, since you were not ready for it. And he's referring to what he's preaching. And it says, in fact, you are still not ready because you are still worldly. Oh my gosh. For when there is envy and strife among you, are you worldly and behaving like mere humans? For whenever someone says, I belong to Paul and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not acting like mere humans? He's basically saying when we have jealousy and envy and strife and all of these things in our heart, we are not of Jesus, right? And he goes down to say, I... According to God's grace, this was given to me. I have laid a foundation as a skilled master builder and another builds on it. But each one is to be careful how he builds on it. For no one can lay down any foundation other than what has been laid down. It makes me want to cry. That foundation is Jesus. If anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become obvious for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by the fire. The fire will test the quality of each one's work. I know reading the Bible can sometimes be a little confusing, but that Paul's basically saying like, if your foundation is money and not Jesus, that's going to be revealed in the fire. And I believe like he's saying, when we get these storms and adversity, and this is how I'm reading it. Okay. And you could interpret it a different way. But he's basically saying it's going to get revealed. When you get tested, it's going to get revealed what your foundation is. And that is why no matter where I'm at in my life, my business, how successful my marriage is or how successful I am in life, like I cannot afford to have that laid as my foundation because anytime I get hit with fire, I got to put my hands in the air and say, Jesus, you are my provider, Jehovah Jireh, right? Jehovah Jireh means the Lord will provide in all seasons. I believe that no matter what I'm walking through, I trust that God has more than enough for me. He has everything I need. It might not be what I want, but it is everything I need. And I want to end it on I was reading through Hosea because I was really challenged. I love reading through the New Testament because it's a little bit easier because it's when Jesus, you know, was on earth and the, all these things. And I started reading through Hosea and I was like, gee, like, okay, like this is a little over my head. This is confu confusing. And in Hosea, I'm going to go to it. It's such a story of redemption and God over and over these people in Israel. I'm like, y'all are like running out of chances with the Lord because they would repent and they would, you you know, worship the Lord and then they would worship idols and they would worship all these things. And I wrote it down on the side. Um, they started to worship. They, they put, it was idolatry, right? It was silver and gold. And it's like, that is so modern for us in today's world is gold and silver and cars. And that can begin to become idolatry. And that is a sin y'all idolatry. Anything that becomes, that comes before the Lord that to idolize that, that is a sin. And there's so much redemption. When you read through Hosea, Hosea is a little wild. So get ready, like buckle your seatbelt. Okay. And Jesus just, God comes through and he gives new wine and new oil and just new compassion because he has so much love for Israel. And I just encourage you to open your Bible 
and ask the Lord to speak to you. I'm telling you all of these things that you put before him. He's like, I just want your heart. You can still have your screen time. You can still have your Yellowstone binge or whatever you're watching, girl. He just wants your heart. He wants you to run to him when things are good and when things are bad. He wants you to run to him when you get the biggest check of your life and when your bank account is in the negative. He wants you to run to him when your marriage is on fire and beautiful and when your marriage is on the line of divorce. He wants your heart because he's the renewer and he is the restorer. Sis, I see you listening to the whole episode. Thank you so much. I hope you feel inspired and on fire to get the Lord in the center of your life and your marriage and your parenting and your finances and your business. Get him all up in there, girl. And if you wouldn't mind, honey, after you hop off here, give me a review. Let me know how the podcast is helping you grow your walk with Jesus. Till then, I'll see you next time. Love you guys.